Well, are you one of our regular students for Self-Improvement Wednesday? Each week you get to learn something new. Your lesson this week was the biblical city of Sodom destroyed by an asteroid. Your teacher is Fred Watson, Australia's astronomer at large at the Department of Industry, Science, Energy and Resources. Fred, good afternoon. Hello, Richard. How are you? Take you to uh, challenge the word of God in this matter. (laughs) But it might might um, not have been entirely as the Bible says. (laughs) But um, in a a sense, we can perhaps regard uh, the word of God as as the distillation of some really interesting oral traditions that might have had their basis in fact. Yeah, in, in, in a, in a, in a re- that's right, in a, in, a, in a real astronomical event. Now let, let's start with what's happening on the ground at the moment because there's all, these, there's, there's all this digging going on at this, uh, at this ruined city site known as the Hill of the Hot Baths. Indeed, Tol El Hammam is its name. Uh, it probably had Roman baths there, which is why it's got that, uh, that uh, title. Uh, but it's a place of great archaeological interest. It's a ruined city. People have been looking at it for at least 15 years, probably longer, uh, at a more cursory level. But um, the, 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 the bottom line is that this was a big city in its heyday, 10 times bigger than Jerusalem at the time, five times bigger than Jericho. It's about 10 kilometres northeast of the Dead Sea, so right in what we would call the Holy Land. And the archaeological excavations have revealed this evidence of massive destruction uh, around about 3,600 years ago. So that is before the Genesis account was written. It's a long time ago. Mm. And so interesting, isn't it? I mean, we all know about, you know, the, the pillar of salt and all that sort of stuff. The, the, what the archaeologists are discovering is extremely high temperatures, as you say, about 3,600 years ago. And when they look at the chemical construction of the destruction layer, it's quite high in salt. Indeed, that's right. Yeah, look, look it, um, it does give an additional twist to the story. So um, th- there is a major paper that was pre- uh, published about a week and a half ago, Richard. And I have to say at the outset that there are sceptics in the scientific community who've said that perhaps too much is being uh, read into this. But the evidence seems very convincing that uh, something really unusual happened at that time. Uh, There's this uh, layer of uh, basically of detritus, which is known as the destruction layer uh, that corresponds to the, the stratum of that era. And the authors of this paper, there's a quotation which I love. The nature of the destruction matrix is highly unusual and atypical of archaeological strata throughout the ancient Near East. In other words, something really weird happened. (laughs) Um, Now, so tell me more about the destruction layer and what they found in it. Yeah, so um, things like uh, lots of debris. Um, shocked quartz is one of the key things and shocked quartz is what you get when an asteroid hits you. Um, quartz, the rock, uh, it takes huge pressures, 50,000 times atmospheric pressure to, to make it shocked quartz. But they found that uh, in the layer. They found both mud bricks and pottery that have clearly melted. They've got bubbles in them. That 
needs temperatures higher than 1500 degrees Celsius. And actually, melted metallic grains, including iridium, and iridium is interesting because it's actually uh, extraterrestrial usually, uh, and that melts at 2500 degrees Celsius. So the evidence is there for a very, very high temperature event. Uh, amongst all that, there is bits of charred wood, charred grain, charred bones, and uh, other evidence that something was very, very hot. I mean, it couldn't have been a volcano like Pompeii? Um, it, it's interesting in that, you know, the, the Dead Sea lies along a rift line. It's a, it's a major tectonic fault. But volcanic activity doesn't create temperatures at this level. Um, the only thing that the, certainly these researchers can find that would create those high temperatures uh, is an asteroid impact. Something like uh, the Tunguska object, which you might remember, I'm sure you've talked about before with many, many other uh, pundits. Uh, it's, it's something that exploded over eastern Siberia in 1908, uh, probably a comet or asteroid uh, about 50 meters in diameter, a huge airburst which flattened uh, literally thousands of square kilometers of forest, probably about 12 megatons, which is a thousand times bigger in terms of its destructive power than Hiroshima. So do you know the, the, the asteroid that, uh, that exploded here would have been a similar size and have a similar impact? I suspect it was a bit bigger. Um, it, it's, uh, so the, the, the authors of this paper, and, and they're taken from a wide range of scientific disciplines, including people who look at uh, the technology of asteroid impacts, um, they reckon that it probably would have exploded only, 40, uh, sorry, only four kilometres above the gr ground. Now, most of these objects, and there was one that fell on a place called Chelyabinsk back in 2013 that um, did a lot of damage because of the shock wave. Most of these objects explode much higher in the atmosphere. Uh, if this thing got to within four kilometers of the ground, then its destructive power when it did explode would have been enormous and probably created that uh, immediate um, raising of the air temperature above 2000 degrees Celsius so that everything starts to burn. And why would there be so much salt there? To, to go yeah, back to the Bible. That's right. Well, it's not just the Bible. The, the evidence uh, in this destruction layer, when you analyse the contents uh, of the material in there, it's got um, a, a much higher uh, level of salt in it, um, about four, literally 4% higher uh, on average, but in places it's 25% higher. And so that suggests that uh, in the middle of all this, uh, you know, this destruction, uh, something spread salt over the area. And the thinking is that this fireball was so intense that it essentially evaporated parts of the Dead Sea uh, and indeed the, the salty lowlands around the Dead Sea and redistributed that salt over a very wide area. And it is, as you say, the, the, the idea of the pil pillar of salt and Lot's wife, uh, it's very, very evocative of the, of the links with the biblical story. So the theory, this happens before the writing of the biblical story, so I suppose the theory is this amazingly dramatic event occurs and as you'd expect it would enter into the oral tradition, this, this tale of this massive destruction of a city. 
Yeah, even though we know that for between three and six hundred years after that event, there was really no, um, you know, no inhabit, no habitation of that region. There were something like two uh, hundred twenty-five different communities that were abandoned, uh, and presumably that was again to do with the salt that it spoiled the agriculture in the area. Nobody could grow anything, so there was no point hanging around. But there would have been this. Oral tradition, exactly as you've said, uh, which eventually found its way into the book of Genesis. Including the tantalising detail of, of Lot's wife being, uh, you know, turned into a pillar of salt as she turned to look back at the devastation. That's correct. And I have to add to this that uh, at least, um, you know, I mentioned that there are some sceptics out there in the scientific world. At least one of them says that it all needs to be taken with a pinch of salt. <laughs> it's a good story, though. The uh, Could Sodom actually be the hill of the hot bars destroyed by an asteroid some 3,600 years ago? Fred, thank you so much for the lesson. Great pleasure, Richard. Fred Watson is Australia's astronomer at large at the Department of Industry, Science, Energy and Resources. You can listen again online, of course, at abc.net.au slash Sydney. There you'll also find details of how to subscribe to the free Self-Improvement Wednesday podcast. And while you're there, why not subscribe to Thank God It's Friday as well. Next week, a lesson from Dr Hugh Griffiths from the Department of English at the University of Sydney. His topic was A Midsummer Night's Dream. Actually, despite its reputation, one of Shakespeare's darkest plays at Self-Improvement Wednesday next week.